The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to your Victory Monday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for November 22nd. Prescott balls out. Chiefs have it. Chris Jones on the return. Turnover here early by Dallas. As Frank Clark forced the fumble. And Chris Jones was there for the Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are atop the AFC West at 7-4. And and all of the early season doubts feel washed away after a dominating defensive win over the number one offense in football. Yep, those Chiefs defeated the Dallas Cowboys 19-9 at Arrowhead Stadium. And it was the Chiefs' defense that set the tone from the very first possession on. It really was Steve Spagnuolo's best performance of the season. All of a sudden now, the Chiefs are trending in the right direction. We just need to see a little offensive consistency, and we could have a Super Bowl contender on our hands. Earlier this year, defensive lineman Chris Jones mentioned that the torn ligaments in his wrist would likely affect him the rest of the season. You never would have known it on Sunday. Jones was a wrecking ball from the defensive interior with three and a half sacks on the night. The Chiefs pass rush has been noticeably better since the trade deadline acquisition of Melvin Ingram. And on Sunday, the front put it all together by sacking Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott five times. That's the most Prescott has been sacked in a single game since 2018. I think I have four. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. That's a friendly reminder. Like, let's double check. Let's watch the film again. If he earned it, I'm all for giving it to him. But I think I have four. Either way, you know, I'll sit the three and a half. But we can check the tape again, you know. <laughs> let's look at it again and make sure. Now, we do need to note here that the Dallas offense did not have wide receiver Amari Cooper due to a positive COVID test, and the Cowboys lost C.D. Lamb for the second half due to a concussion. Still, that doesn't change the fact that this pass rush was dominant against one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. While the pass rush has been causing all sorts of pressure, secondary has been locked down over the last four games. The improved play of Charvarius Ward and Legereus Sneed 
has clearly helped elevate this unit overall. It's fun, man. Football is fun. Uh, winning is fun. Having, uh, having the guys playing with those guys up front is fun. Um, the, back end, the back end played exceptional today. Uh, I think the game ball should go to the back end. They played so exceptional that they made the quarterback hold the ball, and um, we was able to affect the quarterback because he couldn't, couldn't go to his first read. So the back end played really, really good today. Yeah, the early season struggles now feel like a lifetime ago as the secondary is humming and Jones looks dominant heading into the much-needed Thanksgiving bye week. Prescott, Lamb, it's picked! Intercepted by Ward! There was some Chiefs worry pregame when Tyron Matthew popped up late on the injury report and his status seemed doubtful heading into the game. The Honey Badger wound up gutting it out and the Chiefs secondary is making its case to be feared by the rest of the league. Since Juan Thornhill's snaps drastically increased and Rashad Fenton's snaps have also gone up, this unit's look totally different. All of a sudden, the secondary of Ward, Sneed, Matthew, Thornhill, and Fenton looks like it's one of the most formidable groups in football. Fenton, by the way, left the game early with a knee injury. He's due to have an MRI on Monday. That's Kelsey in the middle of it. Fakes the handoff and pounds it in for the touchdown. This certainly wasn't the best offensive performance we'll ever see from this Chiefs team, but they did enough from start to finish to come out ahead. Head coach Andy Reid seemed to be struggling to make adjustments at the start of the year, but this offense has been near unstoppable over the first couple of drives in recent weeks. We're not sure about the rest of the game, but you can't beat that big red opening script right now. The Chiefs started this game with a touchdown, a field goal, and a touchdown. With defenses keying in on Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, Reed has had to find more creative ways to get his stars involved. There was also some question about how the Chiefs would use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in his first game action since week five, and the answer was he'd get his starter snaps back, and he did a really nice job. Mahomes takes his pick, touchdown, Edwards-Hilaire, welcome back. Chiefs Kingdom has to feel good about the use of CEH in his first game action in five games. There was some worry about how much he'd be used heading into the game. Kansas City made it clear from the first snap of the game, Clyde is the lead back. After his touchdown, Clyde did catch a taunting penalty for pointing at a Dallas defender. A viral clip showed offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy celebrating with Clyde on the sideline even after the penalty. I mean, nothing to really talk through. It was Pat pitched it. I, you know, showing my personality. That's what we talk about, being me, playing football, man. And that's just what it is. You get the taunt penalty, it's 15 yards. You know, take it with a grain of salt at the time. Go to the next play, but, you know, kicks a 48-yard field goal, extra point, and we, and we make it happen as you on to the next play. And then, you know, thing on the sideline is, is, is EB. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, you got to be a, a real strong-minded player to play for EB, and a lot of people wouldn't be able to. So, I mean, I just went to the sideline knowing that I was going to hear him. Uh, kind of been playing for him, so I know. And then, you know, here comes TK, and here comes the offense uh, right behind me. So it's, 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 it's more than just, you know, the things that y'all see. It's, it's a brotherhood. It's, you know, the, me and EB going back and forth one-on-one. It's, you know, I can buy EB a pair of shoes, and then we arguing about the color. And, like, literally, like, that's the things that go on, you know, throughout the week. And it's, 
it's a relationship, you know, and everybody, you know, sees one thing, but you know, it's 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 one thing when it's just us, and just the you know the crowd being there is. It's kind of the crowd, but once we're on that field, man, it's, it's kind of like a family-oriented thing. So that's why I ended up being yelling, mosh pit, laughing. So it was, it was pretty cool. It's always more fun to win in the NFL, but this Chiefs team has been one of the more likable and simply fun teams to follow in the NFL over the last few years. That fun seemed like it disappeared earlier in the year. It's back in full force, as you could see by the support Clyde saw on the sideline in his return. You see how the, every, every week is like crazy in this league, so I'm not sure there any statement. There's no there's not a lot of consistency going on right now, you know, amongst the, the NFL here. So, I mean, you, every week is a big-time challenge. And uh, I'm talking about wins and losses of consistency. And there's these ups and downs, and teams are favored, and they get beat. I mean, it's crazy. So... Um, it's what the league strive for, parity in this league, and I, I think they've done a great job of that. Every town, every city has an opportunity to win football games. That's a great thing, and uh, we're no different. So we, we've got to just keep our nose to it and bear down as we go, take each game as it comes. You know, we haven't proven anything yet. You can talk about all of it after the season. Go find an island and go lay around and tell everybody about it, but right now, not so much, man. No, Andy Reid wouldn't go as far as to call this a statement win, but the rest of the league might feel different. In a season that's been up and down across the NFL, the Chiefs are all of a sudden looking like the team to fear in the AFC. That's in a weekend that saw the Buffalo Bills lose to the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans drop a game to the Houston Texans. The Ravens narrowly escaped the loss to the Chicago Bears without Lamar Jackson. And that was after that letdown loss to the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football. Yep, the AFC does still feel wide open. And here come those Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think the last, I mean, ever since pretty much the second half of the Tennessee game, those guys have been playing better. Um, we, it got lost because the offense wasn't playing very well, that we were winning games because of the defense. And so people were so used to our offense kind of going out there and putting up these numbers. Um, but I would say it every week when I was right here at the podium, like, you get, don't lose how good our defense is playing. And to go up against an offense like that, um, that has put up so many yards, so many scores and touchdowns, and then to shut it down, I mean, that, that's impressive. And so for us as offense, when you, get, when you get in these kind of funks that we kind of did in that second half, we know if we just can just grind it out, get field goals, try to find a way to get a touchdown, then we're going to win the football game. Yeah, the Chiefs are looking good, but championships are decided on the back of quarterbacks. And for the Chiefs, that's Patrick Mahomes. But it does feel good when you could win more ways than one. The Chiefs overcame early season adversity with the defense and now sit atop the division heading into the Thanksgiving bye week. There's still a lot of football left to play, but considering what the Chiefs did recently, it should strike fear into the hearts of the rest of the NFL moving forward. Now... Some news on our Arrowhead Drive. That's it for Victory Monday, November 22nd. And we do have to tell you that we, like the Chiefs, will be breaking for Thanksgiving. The next time you'll hear the Arrowhead Drive will be Wednesday, December 1, as the Chiefs get ready for their first matchup of 2021 with those hated Denver Broncos, the Donkeys. Let's say this, if you enjoy the Arrowhead Drive, Please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. 
Happy Thanksgiving from Arrowhead Pride to you and yours, and I'll catch you in December for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.